We are the end of a millennium. We are a decade of decadence. We are the 90s. Everybody shut the fuck up. Nice. Nice. <laughs> all right, all right. Really Pasta. Pasta. Star Wars. Anchorman. Hello, and welcome back to Pastafarian, the pasta theme Jamaican based podcast where we ask Do they even eat pasta? <laughs> where did the Jamaican thing come from? Uh, I don't know, because Pastafarian, Rastafarian. Yeah. I get that, but like, okay. why Rastafarian in the first place? Because it made, it's the only thing that yeah. rhymed with Rasta, pasta. She said pasta. It was technically the only thing that rhymed with pasta, since that was the subject we were going for. Okay. <laughs> Jamaica, write in. <laughs> write in, leave us a message on your uh, on, on our, our stuff. Let us know. Christian, if you're listening, or Ryan, <laughs> Do you eat pasta? <laughs> Ryan eats pasta. That's, oh, I got that's it. All, that's all. Yeah, it makes sense. Wow. <laughs> there it is. I got it. Did it. Uh, welcome back. Uh, my name is Thomas, and with me, as always, are your hosts in anti-alphabetical order. Oh. Joe, nope. <laughs> you would be first. Jolene, Elizabeth, and David. There we go. There we right. go. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's it going? How has life been? How are the holidays? So far, so good. Today's December 6th at this recording, but you'll probably hear this in March. So, <laughs> doing doing good, huh? You're getting some packages sent in, Joe. Did you take off the notifications off of Amazon? Yeah, so but you, you know what happened? What people get you? I already told David this story, but literally, like, the day after you sent that text message, mom gets on my, my phone or my text, and mm-hmm. she's like... Why is Thomas ordering baby stuff? Or no, she goes, who's ordering baby stuff? Oh, no. And I was like, first of all, Thomas told you not to look on Amazon. (laughs) And she's like, well, she called me a bitch. But then she's like, oh, well, who's ordering it? I'm like, probably Lizzie. And she's like, is Lizzie pregnant? Oh, my (laughs) God. Lizzie's not pregnant. Get the fuck off of Amazon. That's that's a way to find out. (laughs) Right? That would be so fucked up. That would be so fucked up. (laughs) I would never do that to your mom. (laughs) We should should do that. We should say it on a podcast episode, see how long it takes. It's actually Joe. If you guys can tell, like, look at all the weight she's getting. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I think think that's just the most fucked up thing to say to a woman. Wow. It is. So don't say. Someone's pregnant. Like, I knew you were gaining weight. It's like, oh, shit. She's not pregnant. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's right. Did you did you tell them about the Negron wedding? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so we went to the Negron wedding, and you know his mom. Mm-hmm. She's she's she has no filter. Mm-hmm. So I I go to say hello to her, and I literally have not seen this woman for over five years. Last time I saw her was at <laughs> Natasha's wedding. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So. Like, I say hello, and, like, not even a second later, she goes, well, first she goes, you're not blonde anymore. And I was like, how for, How the fuck do you remember that? And second off, kind of am still yeah. blonde. Um, and then she goes, you've gained weight. <laughs> you and Thomas, you've gained weight. And I was like, yeah, Probably. It's been five years. We're not in wedding shape anymore, okay? Yeah. And then she goes, then she like points to my stomach. She goes, 
when are you having kids? Oh. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God, get me out of this situation, please. I told you not to go. I, in that moment, I was like, I immediately regret this decision. That's about right. So, yeah, that was that's, fun. That's about right. Well, apparently a lot of people think you're having a baby. Wow. Well, <laughs> Jesus, don't need to cut back on the, the Oreos. Did you just have, yeah, well, she cut back on the Oreos. I think that's an issue we both have, yes. <laughs> I thought when Thomas Oreos. said, tell me one of your favorite things, I really thought you were going to say Oreos. <laughs> Oreos. I swear, I thought that's what you were going to say. Because you went, um. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So, so yeah, no babies, no babies right. for us. Just so we're yet. good. Nope. <laughs> you guys? No, not that I know of. I mean, oh, okay. unless Brittany and Matt, congratulations. Oh, that yes. happened since the last Brittany podcast. Brittany and Matt, congratulations. The newly engaged. That's right. Can we talk about the awkwardness that her had a mouthful of food? No, it wasn't awkward. <laughs> it it was didn't perfect. drop her fork. <laughs> right. Brittany's always going to be awkward. Can you tell this situation? Awkward. Because you told me, and I thought that was fantastic. Like when he got up or started talking, like she kind of looked at him and was like, What the fuck are you No, doing? she said, Sit the fuck down. She legit said, Sit the fuck down. It was so perfect. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Poor Angel. Can you imagine if he sat down and said, Fuck this, never mind? All right, well, shit. I guess I'll put this back in my pocket. <laughs> Uh, that was fun. <laughs> that would have been the most awkward Thanksgiving dinner ever. Yeah, it, it would have made it really awkward. Luckily, For, it didn't work out. Well, that because way. The, at what point then, if that did happen like that, when does Melissa get up to get her phone? That's recording. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Just record a silent dinner. <laughs> that would be. Oh, that'd be great. So, record the completely so. awkward family dinner after a failed proposal. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, then, yeah, congratulations. Well, that didn't happen. So, yeah. All is well. They're getting married. She said yes. <laughs> With a mouth full of food. Did she? <laughs> She's like, rah, rah. Uh, She's uh, like nodded. Right oh, well. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Matt's not marrying Brittany. He's he's marrying this family. He's he's marrying oh. the angel, you. Uh, you. Uh, David wishes who he was marrying uh, him. Probably Dave. He's not really happening. Rudy and Liz, right? Yeah. Brittany falls like maybe maybe in the top five on that list. <laughs> for sure. Wait, what do you mean? As an outsider, for sure. <clears throat> what? What do you mean? Like, I mean, all, all the benefits to marry into this family, right? Oh. Like, like I married Lizzie to get into Lizzie's. Well, no, I married Lizzie. <clears throat> and with that, I get Lizzie's family. But he married Brittany to get into oh. Brittany's It's like family. joining a fraternity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, you have to pay for it. <laughs> you do? What do you pay? As an outsider, what do you pay? Well, it's different. L- give, for- give some knowledge to the newly married uh, D-pad and the D-pad. soon oh to be God. married... Mm, Matterson. It was Matterson. Oh, yeah, Matterson. Matt, yeah. Nurse Matterson. Nurse Matterson. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. What's, what's the advice? The advice? I don't. I don't have advice. <laughs> I'm not one to be giving out advice. You all are in a club. You know that, yeah. right? You all should like get together next time the whole family's together for something. Me, David, and Matt. You, yeah, oh yeah, because we're, well, yeah, we're the outsiders. You, yeah. you said we something. chose to right. be in the family. She told me that <laughs> something happened, and she looked at yeah. me. He's like, we actually chose to be here. <laughs> 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 you 
did that to yourselves. We are a part of an, an exclusive club that that voluntarily went into the Padro slash Perez. I've been masochistic for some time now, so it's all good. Yeah, it's well. Yeah, we know your reason. <laughs> Lizzie's was a mistake, and wow, Matt is soon to be. I mean. There's there's a reason you you've never met anyone else named Padro outside of this family. Mm. They're stopping that bloodline. <laughs> That's actually funny because I even the ones that I have met in the family there's it's there's something you That's, know like there's not even like what, Miguel's still a Padro. I was gonna yeah. say Miguel's wife took his name. Yeah. So his daughter. Yeah, but no, but even even Miguel's wife like <laughs> again just spending a couple of days with them. I was like, yeah, I could see why you guys are in this family. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the podcast family. No, it's not a bad thing. Just, I mean, we, we got to spend an evening with them and a family friend of theirs. Remember? The other guy that was there that was in town, like his friend yeah, or something? I don't remember who. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember who it is, but the guy obviously was talking to us about them, and it was just like, holy crap, this is, <laughs> this is a soap opera in one night outside yeah. of Fenway Park. Who knew? Yeah. Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> I was going to ask what her name was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Congratulations, Miguel and Lindsay. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for being in this family, Lindsay. I'm sorry. Thanks for taking the name. No one else. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Padro. That's true. Yeah. She is living on the, the <laughs> Padro going. legacy. Yep. Have another kid. Have a boy. Have a boy. Have a boy. <laughs> and then there's so much pressure that leaves this room right here. <laughs> The Padro I don't even know if that's true because they don't live here. What does that mean? So, like, the, it's no, no, just for the name to live on. Oh, for the name. Oh, okay, yeah. But isn't um? Well, I guess it's not your dad's uncle. Like Vanessa's, there nobody there is a Padro. No, they're uh, De Campos. Yeah, they're. Oh, oh right, shit. I remember writing their invitation. Cousin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're really not. Isn't any they're not his because they're not his brother. They're his no. cousin, uh, Rick. Big Rick. Is it's technically on cousin. you, dude. I don't know if you want yeah, to hear really this is. or not. Well, hold on. I mean, he can still Miguel can still have more kids. <laughs> let's, let's not put it past Miguel. <laughs> Miguel, if you're listening, maybe take a jog. Help a brother you out. Know, <laughs> eat take healthy a for a little bit. Oh boy! And then, gain uh, some momentum. Yeah, gain some momentum. And just <laughs> have a few drinks and. Oh, well, that's, that's not a problem. Yeah, you're not twisting it too much <laughs> out there. I feel like that kind of is that's, that doesn't that that defeats the purpose having a few drinks. Oh, does it? Not for them. Uh, well, they're, they're attuned to the lifestyle. Yeah, maybe. Oh, All what right, are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. can we? Uh, is this podcast about? We're here to to, to talk should, about Lizzie's topic. We should just like get people in this room from this family and just talk. And this will be like our Christmas card. It'll be like the <laughs> that's pa- pretty cool. The Padro, other people Christmas card, digital audio. <laughs> I kind of feel like if people we'll did listen to us, though, they'd be upset. Yeah, no. This with is, all the things that we say. Yeah, right, they probably shouldn't th- listen that, to this one. That episode would be just for just so family. family. <laughs> and even then, it's questionable on that. But it'll probably <laughs> yeah. still get more listens than Lunchables. <laughs> Ouch. Yikes! Says like. 80 and it's been on for Ever. seven months <laughs> uh, sorry lunchables i wonder stuff. if if we just the this like the thumbnail of it if people like were inspired like oh, i'm gonna go fucking buy some lunchables like we don't see any of that money obviously but like yeah. i wonder if there was a spike in lunchable sales no yeah. no there wasn't once we released that well, because they don't have to area. listen to it they could just see it like oh shit lunchables oh yeah. fuck lunch- i want to go yeah, to the store and get lunchables. Is in their head and they're like i want it now 
Oh yeah, boy. Subliminal messaging. Joe okay. should be reaching out through email to everyone that we talk about. Every Publix ever Every, find out yeah. what their lunchable sales were in the past God. six months. And then months. ask them for money. <laughs> oh, boy. Get us money. Welcome back, Lizzie. We missed you last week. I'm ready yeah. for your topic. Oh, yeah. All right. Wow. <laughs> last week was... You got to work on your segues. Jeez. No, you guys need to shut up. Go. <laughs> okay. Am I going? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start. So yeah, I'm back and I feel like I'm back with some good stuff. Um, I was a little hesitant as to how this was going to be welcomed, but I feel like it's it's going pretty well so far. Okay, so let's dive in. So my topic this week is about a 90s classic... Um, it was definitely one of my favorite. It's a movie, and it was one of my favorite movies. It did, probably did a, did a show after it too, right? I think. Yes, yeah. uh, has a show after. Um, has a bunch of stuff afterwards. It's become quite a cult classic. Um, and yeah, so the movie is Clueless. Oh. Oh. Clueless. Paul fucking Rudd. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Paul Rudd. Um, Joe, Joe, email Paul Rudd. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> Ask him how many okay. lunchables he ate. He also still looks the same as when he filmed this movie. Yeah, it, yeah, oh, yeah I'll, I'll get into that. I I watched a really awesome last night. I watched a Chicago Comic Con panel of Clueless. Um, some of the what? some of the uh, actors came back and like sat in on a panel, and it was awesome. And Paul Rudd was there, and he was fucking hilarious. So I'll get into a little bit of that. So, but yeah, Clueless. Um, first, has everyone seen Clueless? Nope. Are you Joe? You haven't seen Clueless? God, you like? There's were you never... even a girl in the nineties? No, I wasn't. I was a little tiny boy. David, have you seen Clueless? Of course. When did you see it? Did you see it in the nineties? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Thomas, you're you were the you're the nah. least '90s kid here. So, have you seen Clueless? Damn, I know, wow. right? That was large. Yes, you are because I, you don't know anything that we ever talk about. That's true. <laughs> he just I, doesn't. I don't know. think that's a, a yeah, '90s thing. Think. That's just that's, well, well, yeah, just general knowledge. That's and probably true too. <laughs> education standard. Have you uh, seen it? I've I've seen the movie probably three, four times. I don't know if I ever watched it in the '90s. Hmm. It seemed like one of those Sunday movies that would come on. Maybe not. Maybe it was more like a weeknight movie that'd just be on TV that you'd watch mm. in high school or some shit. I really loved this movie. I have seen it so many times. Um, I, I'll, I'll get into it later. But yeah, <laughs> Clueless. So Clueless is a coming-of-age rom-com movie that was released on July 19th, 1995. Oof. It was in 95? By Paramount mm-hmm. Pictures. Mm-hmm. So this year is the 25th anniversary of Clueless. Woo-woo! <laughs> uh, it stars Alicia Silverstone as the main character, Cher, along with Stacey Dash, the late Brittany Murphy, Paul mm. Rudd, and Donald Faison. Uh, directed directed and written by Amy Heckerling, uh, the film was seen as a teen flick that had a strong influence on fashion trends and lingo. And I'll get into a little bit of that later on. 
uh, fashion as a form of self-expression played an important role in the narrative and character development of the film. Yeah, when I think of Clueless, I think of the outfits and the vocabulary and the quotable um, qu- quotes. <laughs> quotable quotes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yep. Dialogue, quotable, quotable quote. dialogue, I guess. Lines. Um so, so, go ahead. Such as? Such as as if. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, they do the hand thing? With yeah, well? they do the hand thing. They do the W, whatever. Um, as if. Um, she calls, um, like, silly boys Barneys. Barneys? Ba- ba- based off of, like, the Flintstones. Mm. And she calls, like, oh. really beautiful, sophisticated women Bettys. Um so yeah, there's just there's just a lot of lingo and uh, a lot of verb nine very nineties. Interesting. White. How much, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is in like fun facts or anything, but how much of that did they make up themselves that became a trend, or the how actors? much of that was like low key? The they made up the the writers made up a lot of it. They did make up a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So it's loosely based on Jane Austen's nineteen fifteen novel Emma. Uh, which I didn't know. Um, it's a mo- but it's modern day setting of Beverly Hills, California. So that's where it takes place. Um, everyone in the in the movie is very rich, and most of them are very white. <laughs> um, the budget for the film was twelve million dollars, and on opening weekend in the U.S., it made ten point six million, nice. coming second behind Apollo thirteen. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Tom Hanks. Fucking Tom Hanks, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Turner and Hooch. <laughs> That's the one that you say it's the every movie. time. It's the That's what Tom you Hanks say movie. every time. And potentially the greatest acting uh, we've ever seen. Continue, please. Its cumulative worldwide gross was $56.6 million. 56.6? Yes. Worldwide. Worldwide. This is in 95. How much was it made for? 95. 12 million. That's pretty damn good. That's cool. pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, it has received generally positive reviews from critics. It currently has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that's the critic score and a 76% by the audience, which I was a little surprised about as much as everyone claims to love the movie and that it's a cult classic. 76% seems a little low to me. Hmm. It's hard to, I mean, especially stuff. at the time, the, the, the people that were critiquing these movies definitely didn't get it. I, yeah, I think I, that's probably true. The, what sums it up was, I think it was from the movie, like one line where her and her friend are just talking about something. And the lingo that they're using, like the stepbrother or whatever, is just like, what planet are you guys from? Because oh, yeah. it's like, the fuck are you saying? <laughs> yeah. But the director actually has made comments, and I think I have it in here somewhere. But she, it, it, she really made it, of course, like as an adaptation of Emma, but also as kind of a way to make fun yeah. of like high school kids in that time, and um, because it's very over the top. It's like a parody. Yeah, for sure. Um, the nineties were a parody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in general, when you just think back to what the nineties were. Yeah. yeah. Um, it currently has a 6.8 out of 10 rating on IMDb. Um, Robert e- Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film three and a half out of four stars. It's considered to be one of the best teen movies of all time, which I would agree with. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, depending on what if you're a girl, teen your target is. Um, yeah. Sabrina. 
Movie? movie? Oh, movie. I think it's a TV show. This is both. It, it, be, right, it no. was adapted to it was the adapted craft. craft. <laughs> I mean, so so wait, Roger Roger Ebert. Yeah. Said that? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. it's, he didn't say that. I mean, he, you got to think you're putting it up there with the likes of all those other movies. Yeah, right? Sixteen those, Candles, Breakfast right. Club, oh. all that stuff. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. I guess if you oh, ten list them all out, there's only like ten of them. Club. So yeah, you could essentially say. Yeah. Said that already. Um, Clueless has developed a cult following and has a continuing legacy. The film was followed by a spin-off television sitcom, a series of books, a Broadway show, and Paramount Pictures has announced in, in August of this year that they are producing a remake starring Dion, the best friend. Remake? A remake. Reboot? Wait, a- like the actual actress? No, the character. Oh. They haven't casted anything okay, yet. It just they just released question. it this August. So yeah. what was the, the 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 chick that was like a salt or baseball player that threw overhand? Mona Davis. Yeah, she's gonna be the fucking I don't know who that is. Mona da- oh, the little you remember that? Oh, few, yeah, Monique. Uh, Monique. Monique. No, it was like Mona Davis. I think was it? Oh. Yeah, whatever. She was an ambassador. She spoke at our yeah. my company's gala. Nice. Wow, she's glad like I remembered it. It was Focus. impactful. Okay. Um. So, principal photography for the film began on November 24th, 1994. The film had a 40-day filming schedule. Uh, twice during filming, Alicia Silverstone experienced stomach ulcers, serious enough to prevent her from working, and it actually halted production a lot, as there are very few scenes in which she is not a part of. Brecken Meyer, who plays Travis in the movie, and Brittany Murphy, who plays Ty, also endured hardships during filming. Uh, Brecken sprained his ankle while rehearsing the competition halfpipe in the movie. He's a skater, um, and he sprained his ankle. And uh, uh, he was cleared to work again, but they had to stage a lot of the scenes um, to avoid him walking because he was on crutches. Um, Brittany was required f- required a parent to be present during filming because she was only 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but her mom, who would go with her, had recently been diagnosed with breast cancer. So oh, um, that kind of halted a little bit of her scenes as well. And Rain actually caused a considerable number of complications during filming. Cher's house in the film was sustained to fl- uh, flood damage. This is they shot in they shot California. They shot in California. Wow, yeah. that's just unfortunate. <laughs> Imagine the, the two days a year that yeah, there's heavy rain. Yeah, <laughs> is when they're shooting. Yeah. Um. So, what is Clueless about? Uh, Clueless tells a story of a beautiful, popular, rich high school student in Beverly Hills named Cher Horowitz, um, who best who befriends a new student named Ty Frazier and decides to give her a makeover. Um, she has a best friend named Dion that is dating um a her her guy his name is Murray um she has a share has a few relationships with a few guys in the mo- in the movie one being Christian who later out later on turns out to be gay and Elton who turns out to be a dick um until she realizes she's in love with none other than her ex stepbrother Josh who is played by Paul Rudd Ew. Weird. I don't think that guy ever confirmed that he was gay I think they just said that yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. I think so. Because um, there were a I lot. I remember thinking like, "Oh, you're gonna talk shit about a guy that you were kind of into." Like, of course you're gonna say that he's gay. 
just yeah. to make yourself feel better. But he wasn't actually gay. There uh, were it, uh, there were a lot of like like in the trivia there were apparently a lot of things that kind of gave it away that he yeah. was gay. Like because, he liked fashion and like yeah. he would And there's like a scene where he's on the phone and like right behind him he's at a museum and right behind him is a painting of um like and it, the painting like resembles like homosexuality. So I think it I think it you know little things like that. Huh. And he like references a book that the author like wrote about homosexuality. So I think it um it is implied that it was 95 is. bro that's how they portrayed gay <laughs> oh. leave him alone you just didn't want to come out it and say it gay people were in the closet the only two black people at the school dated each other yeah that's yeah. my point exactly yeah. Token. love it yeah, yeah. Oh, this, is beverly hills. Uh, this is beverly hills in the 90s so they do need to reboot all these fucking things <laughs> Just get rid of the, the memories of all these fucking... <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, before you go on, did you say Principal Productions started on November 24th of 94? Nothing special. 21st. Oh, damn. Why? This would have been our movie. Oh, yeah. Our anniversary. Yep, thanks for remembering. Um, 21st. <laughs> um, so, as far as awards go, Clueless hasn't won anything. Um, which isn't too surprising. Um, but Alicia Silverstone won a few best female performances. Um, as you probably could imagine. From the MTV yep. Movie Awards? Yeah, it's all yep. like the MTV Movie Awards. There's like some like indie award festivals that sure. she won stuff for, but nothing like the Oscars or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. The Derek MacArthur movies from my basement award yeah. and uh, the music television award yeah stuff like that fuck you mtv i mean All there wasn't right. it wasn't like a oh my god what an amazing performance no no, like, no. no. it was she was just like popular an at annoying point. valley girl it's a rom-com guys rom-coms don't win yeah stuff like that but yeah but she was like the probably the female heartthrob for that time mm-hmm. period so oh, yeah. it kind of makes sense why she won all those awards where did this fall in line with like her like bigger roles. I uh, I'll go into that. Oh. So where are they now? I would say this is her biggest movie. It is. Yeah. Um Alicia Silverstone. She became Batgirl. Definitely that was Clueless was her debut. Well, not really her debut. She actually started her film career um well, not really film career, but she was in a very popular Aerosmith song music video mm-hmm. um, right before this. So that kind of, that's how she actually got this She role. was underage in that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She was only like 16 or some shit. Yes, she was. That. What was she doing? she dancing around provocatively? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a 90s music video. Aerosmith crying. Um, so she also was in 1997's Batman and Robin, which... Yeah. Yikes. Did pretty well, though, in the 90s. Yeah, well. well. <laughs> Everybody will throw money at, at dog shit. As George Clooney, how he feels Yikes. about it. <laughs> He's actually been known to give people their money back. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> uh, uh, since then, she's become an animal rights activist, and she published a book on being vegan. Um, she currently stars on a net, on Netflix for a reboot. Chapter one, don't eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter two. Still, don't eat meat. Continue. <laughs> Continue not done. eating meat. So she's a vegan. She's a vegan, yeah. 
No, she is, yeah. Okay. Uh, she's currently stars on Netflix for a reboot of The Babysitter's Club, which is based on the popular book series. And she was in a show called American Woman in, 19, in 2018, but that ha- show has been canceled. American Woman. I don't think that's the type of American Woman, but okay. close. <laughs> Uh, Stacy Dash, who plays Dion, her best friend, she made headlines in early 2018 when she revealed that she was running for Congress in California. And she has reprised her role in, Clu- in the Clueless TV series for three years. Cool. Uh, Brittany Murphy, um, she was in a lot of movies after that. Eight Mile, Girl yeah. Interrupted, yeah, Uptown I watched Girl. All the other she ones, by the way. Yeah. No clues. Uh, just Married, Sin City. Um, so she, she definitely became very uh, famous and she was in a lot of really good, really well-known movies. Brittany Murphy is Butterfly Effect? No. No. Who is that? Dude, she just read all the movies. Uh, Butterfly Effect Butterfly? Well, She read some of them, but I know The girl was... Butterfly Effect was... Oh, the one with Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. her actual name. I can Isn't tell you other Brittany Murphy in an Ashton Kutcher movie? Yeah, Just Married. Just Married. Just married, but that's a comedy. Oh yeah. Would you like to know what happens? Yeah. In they that dated. Movie? They divorce and then they get married again. <laughs> well, didn't they date in real life? I don't remember. Brittany Murphy and Ashton Kutcher. Oh, did they? No, that's oh, Mila maybe not. Mm. No, before Mila. Kunis, Mila. Mila, Kunis, Mila <laughs> before Mila. Well, kind of in between Mila, I guess. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> this All is right. an access Hollywood. Carry on. I mean, um, Lizzie, Lizzie feels like she's got that information there. Did you, did you know anything about that? I thought they dated for like, I don't know. Don't quote me on it. I can look it up. I'll look it up while you talk. Okay, she'll look it up. Um, but in unfortunate events in December 2009, uh, Brittany Murphy actually died at the age of 32. Um, what what they say is pneumonia, but she was also taking a lot of hardcore over-the-counter mm-hmm. medication for the pneumonia. So one, I believe one would not be wrong in stating that the drugs are really... What did it? What are we looking at? Oh, Oh, yep. Yep. Got it. Yep. Who was it? Amy Smart. Oh. It was also in Crat Race. Remember Crank? Nope. Don't don't go off. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Uh, Varsity Blues. Crank (laughs) 2. All right. Uh, (laughs) um, Who else was in Rat Race? David, this is why. TV Herman. (laughs) That skater guy. The guy that sprained his ankle. Whatever. I don't know. Breckenmeyer? Yeah. Breckenridge Meyer? Breckenmeyer. Nice. Um, And then the last one is Donald Faison. Um, He plays Murray, uh, Dion's boyfriend. Um, After Clueless, he had a really big role in Scrubs. Mm -hmm. Um, He played Dr. Turk. Yep. And he also has been in movies Kick-Ass 2 um, and his TV shows uh, Robot Chicken and Ray Donovan. And he appeared in the Clueless spinoff TV series as well. Paul, go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Paul Rudd. Woo, 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 woo. Paul Rudd. Who played Josh, uh, Cher's ex-stepbrother and love interest. Yes, I know that's weird. Um, is probably most famous for his role as Marvel's Ant-Man. Uh, absolutely most famous for that absolutely um oh. he's also been in movies i love you man anchorman knocked up a 40 year old virgin perks of being a wallflower forgetting sarah marshall and of course he was in the tv show friends 
What show is that? <laughs> yeah, this is worse role. He can do so much better than Phoebe. You know what? This isn't the episode. Continue. It really isn't. Um, oh, I did also didn't know he was in a movie with Jennifer Aniston in 1998. Oh, cold. The object of my affection. Nope. So like right right in between friends. They go and make a movie together and they're like love interests, which I think is funny. That's probably how he ended up on Friends. Yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe. Paul Rudd was too good for Rachel as well. <laughs> okay. Um, Monica, and Monica he was also in, which I I may have known, but I have forgotten and have remembered. He's in the um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes version of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah, he huh. plays the... L- sort of love interest at the dance at the little party the dance party His he's in an astronaut suit to me is uh i can now say to my friends like you know how i know you're gay and it's okay because paul Rudd said it oh and 40 year old yeah oh yeah because you like china <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was also in a movie with steve carell and I need to watch it because yeah, I feel old virgin. No, well, yeah, uh, but dinner for schmucks. <laughs> You've never seen dinner, dinner for schmucks, dinner for schmucks and you think no. I'm bad? Okay, it's over. That is the next thing we're uh, fucking watching. I feel like what I need wrong? to see this. I think dinner for schmucks is fucking fantastic. I, 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 might, I feel like I'm gonna love it. You are. I, okay, you're gonna I'm laugh so your fucking dick off. <laughs> I saw it on on like his on the stuff that he's done. I was like, what is this? I need oh, to watch this. Fantastic. That's a real thing. We should watch it soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so yeah, um, I have a f- I have quite a few fun facts about Clueless. Um, so the first one is Alicia Silverstone in in what is probably a very well known scene of Clueless. Um, Cher stands up in front of her class and does this speech about. Um, Gosh, I don't even know what it really is about. <laughs> was it for not participating in PE or some shit? No, it was like in the history class. And she was like saying that um, something about like where she says like it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty or something like that. <laughs> okay. The Statue of Liberty is from France. Something about that. May I don't remember. But so I don't think so, because in the in the speech, she has to say Haitians, oh, no. but she actually doesn't say it. Pro- correctly she says Hadians okay. <laughs> and that was Alicia Silverstone like she didn't know how to say Haitians and she said it Hadians and the director just loved the way that she said it because she thought it was so share mm-hmm. to actually s- mispronounce it so they kept it in when method yeah. acting goes right wow yeah wow. that's yeah. great we and need you stupid white girl to act like a stupid white girl yeah they better hire a Haitian actress <laughs> to do this reboot <laughs> So that she can call them Americans. Yeah. Um, Paul Rudd actually auditioned for the roles of Murray, Christian, and Elton. Jesus, he really wanted to be in this movie. He really did. <laughs> but then he got Josh, which is fine. I Good, feel like he's perfect. most appropriate for Josh. Um, Alicia Silverstone did not have to audition for the role. Um, the film's director had her eye on her after the Aerosmith music video. And she was kind of already casted. Um the film's writers actually sat in classes at Beverly Hills High to see what students were really like oh, at that time, um, which probably was really interesting. Um, the director met the drama teacher at the school in real life, and his name was Mr. Hall, and she based the science teacher character after him, and his name is Mr. Hall, hmm. but 
This might get confusing. The real Mr. Hall plays the principal in the movie. That's oh. funny. That's cool. So he had a character named after him and then mm-hmm. is actually in the movie. Nice. Yeah. Um, Clueless was named ranked at number seven on Entertainment Weekly's 50 best high school movies. And this came out in 2006. So number seven. Um, actors who auditioned for this film also include Reese Witherspoon, Carrie Russell, and Tiffany Thiessen for Cher. Mm, you know who Tiffany Thiessen is? Uh, She's Kelly saved, from by, saved the by, the by the Bell. Yeah. Oh, boy. Again, this is why you and David Look, are very right. weirdly similar. It's all right. Ter- Terrence Howard uh, auditioned for Murray. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner auditioned for Christian Whoa. and Josh. That's awesome. Um, ben Affleck and Zach Braff auditioned for Josh. Zoe Deschanel auditioned for Amber and Cher. Owen Wilson auditioned for Travis, which which I think is funny. Um, Leah Ramini auditioned for Ty. Um, Seth Green auditioned for Travis, which I think totally could have happened. Worked. Yeah. Totally. Um, and Lauren Hill auditioned for da- for Dion. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller was offered the role of Amber. Amber's like the 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 pop the other popular girl yeah. that is like that like her and Cher the antagonist yeah. rival oh. yeah yeah they're rival popular <laughs> girls. Um, so Sarah Michelle Geller was offered the role of Amber, but she had to turn it down because her soap opera All My Children refused to give her time. Yeah, that's that wouldn't right. have worked though because mm. Sarah Michelle Geller's too nice. Well, not that is that she's too. You would have had to. You're not going to have Sarah Michelle Gellar for three scenes. You're going to have to do more with her. Yeah, probably. So they would that character would have had to have been bigger. And yeah, they only showed her like four or five times, and then you know you just got an understanding like, oh, this is the the girl that nobody yeah. likes. Whatever. Yeah, she she's not in it a lot. I mean, I feel like that would be a good role for that person. Like in in movies nowadays, you know, you get a weird cameo from a bigger actor because they don't have time, and it's such a small mm-hmm. role, but. All these names, is it just because they weren't big names at that time? Or Maybe. was this like, was like the director Probably. well Ben known? Affleck definitely wasn't a big name at that time. Yeah, I mean, shit. Mo- most I think of a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these people, this was probably the very beginning of their careers. Yeah. So. It's crazy. I'm, I, like, I'm sure if you look at all the things people have actually auditioned, auditioned for, for yeah. yeah, it's like a ton of shit. But it's crazy to think that like this, this seems like it was a small budget movie. I don't know who the director is, but so many people were like throwing their name into this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, according to the script, uh, the restaurant scenes um, were supposed to take place at California Pizza Kitchen. But when the CEO of the franchise read the breadstick penis joke in the script, they didn't allow it to take place in the restaurants. <laughs> so there's a scene in the restaurant in a restaurant, Dion, Ty and Cher. And Ty is eating a breadstick and it's curved and she like makes a comment about um you know men's penises curving and she's like holding the breadstick mm-hmm. so i think it kind of implied that she like it just so happened that she was so california pizza kitchen was like i don't want people to Which I didn't associate know california our pizza breadsticks, had breadsticks with but curved penises I didn't even know that yeah. was open back yeah i think then. so <laughs> Sure, in California it was. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Cal- yeah, it's literally. <laughs> in- it was only for the rich people back then. Is that, is yeah. that a? Are they looking back on that upset? You think? Probably. Because yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't really cool know classic. if. I mean, I don't even know. It, I don't. It doesn't. They don't even really say what the restaurant is. I mean, I would only assume maybe Olive Garden because 
they are have breadsticks, but they don't even really say what this restaurant is. So I don't even know if that restaurant that was in the movie, you know, are happy uh, they were into it because it's not like they actually, I don't know if they got anything from it. Because there's not like a giant sa- sign in the movie that says like Olive Garden or something. Does a wait- waiter with a server come up and say? No. I'm thinking in the original script, they they may have pointed out to California Pizza Kitchen, yeah. but then they cut it when it wasn't going to take place at California Pizza Kitchen. So Probably. then it just was a random restaurant. Boycott California Pizza Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alicia Silverstone had 64 costume changes for the movie. Um, and like I said, fashion was a big part of the movie. Um, she had really iconic costumes and outfits. Um, and the cool thing is Sylvia uh, Silverstone got to keep yeah, her wardrobe she, after the film wrapped. She was in her contract. Yeah. She had the inner cool. contract? Yeah. That's a I remember cool reading that. Fucking. Yeah. Because then well I remember done. thinking, like, that's fucking weird. And I was like, well, she did have a lot of fucking outfits in this goddamn yeah. movie. 64. <laughs> Every 64. scene, it was like she's wearing something different. So. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I, uh, she. I think she even had, like, a Rastafarian look at one did point. She, a yeah, she had, like, the fucking hat and shit. <laughs> See, full circle. (laughs) Um, Stacey Dash was the oldest cast member among those who played students. She was 29 and portrayed a character almost half her age. That's 90s. That's the 90s, man. That's the 90s. She Mm -hmm. looked good as shit, though. She did. Wait, who's this? Stacey Dash. She plays Dion. Oh, yeah. She she was 29 this time? 29. So, is she like 73 right now? Holy shit. Once Thomas again, is you're not mad. About. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Just so you guys She's know. She's 30 and 95. Okay. 25 years later. No. Uh, what are we? Okay. Yeah. What? So you, you do the math. Wow, She's 30 and 95 like- and then 25 years later? Yeah, so like, you know, not 55 70. to 73. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. That must be weird. Uh, I'm sure you'll talk about because I heard I overheard it in the video you listened to what? about the uh, about like the age differences there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was was Stacy Dash part of that? No, she wasn't. No, no, she wasn't. Because I mm-hmm. heard you know Paul Rudd talking, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brittany Murphy and Brecken Meyer later worked together on King of the Hill. Um, they voiced the same character, Joseph Gribble. Um, Brittany Murphy apparently vo- voiced him before he hit pre- puberty, and Brecken Meyer voiced him after puberty. That's funny. Yeah. God, King of the Hill is such a weird show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes me feel weird just like knowing that that's a thing. That yeah, was, I didn't. I thought you guys TV. would know. I didn't. I don't know who that mm-hmm. is. No. Oh, no one's watched it here. Okay. Uh, in 2019, Alicia was on the lip sync battle, and mm-hmm. she performed Iggy Azalea's Fancy, which the music video is based on Clueless. Oh. <laughs> so she, like, reenacted the music video, so she got into back into character, which was cool. pretty cool. I watched it. It was really entertaining. Her The first song she did in lip sync battle was the Aerosmith crying song. So, <laughs> yeah. Are you saying crying or crying? Crying. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm crying to forget you no Whatever that word those words are. Sweet nope. misery. Aerosmith. No? Okay. Nope. No. Wow. Yep. Um, so, like I said, last last night doing my research, I watched a Clueless panel at Chicago Comic-Con that took place in 2019. 
and it was really awesome to watch. It was like an hour, but it was so entertaining. Um, Birkenmeyer, Breckenmeyer, uh, who played Travis, the classic stoner kid, yeah. um, said he'd never smoked weed before he did the movie. Mm. So before he did the mm-hmm. movie, so he said he actually stole his character from Sean Penn in Fast Times at Richmond High. That makes sense. And Keanu Reeves yep. in what he says, quote unquote, everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially like Bill and Ted, like very yeah. fucking. He goes on to say he's that the guy from um, uh, what's that movie with him and Stifler and that skinny Stifler's dude? Mom? Is it road? Is it road trip? Who? I think Euro yeah, trip, road the trip. big underwear. Road trip. No, not your road trip. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. yeah. The he's the main character in that movie. The, he's also in okay. Can't Hardly Wait. Nope. Nope. Breckin Meyer. Yeah. Seth Green is in Can't Hardly Wait. Who the hell's Breckin Meyer? Can't Hardly Wait. He says it in the panel that he's in it. I think. Yeah, I think you. I don't know the character he's in. Um, so yeah, and he also goes on to say that um, he picked up Keanu Reeves in the movie um, Parenthood. He says that after every time he says something, he like does kind of a, a, a movement, yeah. and, he, and like that's him in, in Clueless. He says he completely stole that and like from that character Keanu that's Reeves. Funny. Yeah. Um, so Paul Rudd actually jokes about the weird instance about Cher and Josh being love interests, but then also being they're ex step siblings. Right. So they're really not related and they're not even related by marriage anymore because their parents split up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still kind of weird. Um, I think it, it rubs people just, it's just a little weird cause it's like, okay, yeah, legally, but like. Is that still kind of weird? Yeah, a little. I think it rubs some people the right way. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. Um, they rub but themselves. so Paul jokes about it in the panel, <laughs> and they go on to talk. They're talking about getting together um, to do a sequel, and Paul says, "Yeah, people would say, oh, you guys are still together. Wow, and you're still kind of related." Mm-hmm. And um, like the audience started cracking up, and then the commentator actually responded, saying that she had read that. The director's grandparents were actually stepbrother and sister, and that's where she got the idea. Yeah, but that was in like the 30s. So it was yeah, still okay. Yeah, they were grandparents. In the 30s, so. it was okay if they were just a brother and sister. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. We all watch Cruel Intentions. Yes. Um, according to um, a Vice interview, Fox passed up on making the film because they wanted it to focus more heavily on male characters, which boo but the network also <laughs> apparently felt the romance between Cher and the stepbrother was inappropriate so Fox passed it up yeah. sorry Fox it wasn't a huge deal though no I don't think it was no cause they, they did they even have like a kissing scene yeah at the end they kissed they kissed at the end well they kiss a few times they kiss on the staircase and then they kiss at the end at the wedding oh okay but yeah like it wasn't like the throughout the whole movie it's not like oh they're gonna end up together like, this no. whole thing is building to this like no like it's yeah. whatever so the funniest thing that I that I took away from the panel that I was dying laughing um someone in the panel asked if they could go back to when they were making Clueless and impart wisdom from now what would your wisdom be for your younger selves and immediately Paul's like, oh, I know what I would do. And he goes, there's a scene when I go into the kitchen and I make a sandwich. I would put mayonnaise on the bread and not directly onto the turkey itself. (laughs) 
He goes, a little thing about me is I hate mayonnaise and I hate condiments and it skeeved me out. I had never had mayonnaise on my sandwich before and I was so nervous with the timing of the scene that I just put the mayonnaise on the turkey. (laughs) Now when I see that scene, it's like nails on a chalkboard. (laughs) What, Aiden? Directly. With a a knife? Yeah. On the turkey. That's weird. (laughs) It's just, it was, I was dying laughing because it was supposed to be such like a uh, a really thoughtful question. And he's like, I would have just put mayonnaise on the bread. This is Comic-Con <laughs> Chicago when? 2019. 2019? Mm-hmm. So he's like a guy who is... Uh, I'm always interested in when people watch their own stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, he definitely so he, went back and watched it. Who, like, and was like, oh, I got yeah. stuff. Yeah. He says, now when I see that scene, it's like that's nails hilarious. on a chalkboard. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would... <laughs> If anybody did that in my house, I'd kick him the fuck out. <laughs> you clearly put the weren't on like the, the Paul Rudd that we know today. Oh, no. Because you could have just been like, um, me eating a sandwich with no mayonnaise is not pivotal to the <laughs> script. I fucking hate mayonnaise. Yeah. Can we just film the scene without the mayonnaise? Yeah. It would be the same yeah. shit. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure back then you're like, oh, fuck, is this mayonnaise? Man- sure. Like, all mayonnaise. the mayonnaise. <laughs> Let me put all the mayonnaise. Just get a gloop and bloop. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, yeah. pretend to put it on dude that's weird <laughs> oh. uh so that's kind of all i have um so i'm just gonna pass it around i i had a few questions but i don't know if anyone's gonna be able to answer them now maybe only david um so my which is no, ironic not best. who i thought um my first question is any memories of clueless what did you think about it what takeaways do you have from the movie anything joe nothing yeah <laughs> I'm nothing? clueless about clueless yeah this okay <laughs> this fits okay. Uh, i was watching I- Brittany murphy and eight mile i'm sorry that was like well, that was way after. after. <laughs> that was, that's that's cheating, all. bitch. <laughs> but I, I was also watching she Brittany Murphy on Eight Miles, so I, that just goes to show. Yeah, no. <laughs> what do you got? Um, I assume. Did you recently just see this? We or watched no? it like a couple years back. Okay. Did we? Which is pretty recent. Me and you watched it. Oh, you know, in that. in the house. Oh, in the house we that. watched it. Um, in which house? Our, our, our one that house? we've been in for a little less than two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've watched it sometime recently. Uh, I don't. I don't have any good memories of it. It's always good to see Paul Rudd. I'm surprised Paul Rudd wasn't super big back then too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else, Stacy Dash, Silverstone, uh, even what's his name, the guy who played Murray. Mm-hmm. What's his name again? Uh, Donald Faze Fazen. Donald Faison. Mm-hmm. Like they were all bigger names than Paul Rudd, right. at least yeah. to me at that time. And Paul Rudd is always just like, like you can tell if you watch that interview, he's just a funny person and like oh, such yeah. a great relatable person. So I'm surprised uh, in watching that that he wasn't bigger at that time. But also, I don't like Donald Faison for some reason. Like, that's why I never watched Scrubs. Everybody's always tell me like Scrubs, Scrubs is such a great much. movie or right. show to it. watch it. Like if you're interested in all that other bullshit that we watch here, it's a good. Yeah. Sitcom like ends the thing. It's at not the about end of the episode. My favorite thing about Scrubs is the doctor, the main doctor, the older guy. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. And he always calls him by like a different girl name, like "Oh, Susie, come here." And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just. But then also listening to him on whatever interview, it was it all Chicago Comic Con. Yeah, he's just like. Yeah, he's over the top. Yeah. Like he's over the top. I don't know like where where he's from. Like if if he's like uh, I don't oh, know. I've, I don't know, but he he was he said that he's 
he seems like underprivileged area. I think he said. Oh, is he? Yeah. He seems like because he said he he took away his character from like real life experiences. Seems like New York, like one of those guys in like New York that when something's funny, they have to laugh super high pitch. You can tell it's like a fake ass laugh, super high pitch, just like get the attention from everybody. I don't know why I can't I can't stand uh, Donald Faison. This so they were talking about ninety five. Is mm-hmm. when this came out. Yeah. So I was eight. So I probably saw it like six or seven, ninety six or seven. So right around ten. So this was kind of like the first movie that I I saw that they took the time to break down all the different um, cliques that you could be associated right. with in yeah. high school. Yeah. Because the one thing that they so like what well, you read the synopsis of it is very partial because it says she befriends a new so what really happened is her and her friend all higher than mighty are sitting at their fucking table for lunch and the new girl not from beverly hills shows up and she's got on fucking overalls and she clearly sticks out like a sore thumb Mm -hmm. and alicia silverstone's character was like i'm gonna make it my mission to turn her into like the next us um, so it's like, oh, we're going to go shopping. Let's go. So, and the girl obviously doesn't really know anybody. So she sticks with them and, and they take the time to go around and explain like, these are these people. Those are that people. You know what I mean? And that's where I first saw that, like the skateboarding guys, like, mm. you know, it was very clicky and I'm like, okay, like that's how shit works. Awesome. <laughs> that's the, uh, yeah, I feel like most, but didn't, maybe that was the first one you saw, but like most nineties movies did that. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's funny because makeovers. every, well, Every teenage movie after that right. takes the time to do to that, do, oh, okay. which is hilarious to me. Yeah. Like Mean Girls did it. Um, what was the what was the one with uh, the guy who died? Uh, Heath Ledger. Ten things I hate about, about you. you. Like didn't they, they did go it. around? Like yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes around yeah. and, and yeah. talks about it. Yeah, yeah, like every like I said, every high yeah. school movie after that, like they have a scene where they're showing you all the different clicks or whatever. Yeah. That was That's the fun. first time I saw it. I'm not saying it was the first time it happened. <laughs> right. That's the first time I saw it. Yeah. Or that it was probably accurate. Probably. <laughs> and as far as favorite or memories or whatever, the dad. You didn't mention anything about the dad. Oh, the dad's great. Who's the dad? The dad is the same guy that's the dad in A Night at the Roxbury. Uh, he's in oh, a fucking yeah, shit yeah. ton of movies. Always like a super. Yeah. He was the the antagonist guy in Rookie of the Year, which we recently just watched. The guy that like owned or manages the team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you see him, he's in a shit ton of movies. But it's like he just has a couple of little one liners that are just fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. because it's like he's one of these guys. Like he knows his daughter's like some fucking rich snob, right. and he just he's like gives it to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the dad plays like a really popular like yeah, he's high like end he's lawyer. a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And and Paul Rudd helps. With yeah, yeah. He's yeah, also he's, no, he's he's studying environmental law, so trying to be a lawyer. Oh, okay. But I don't think I don't think the father is was environmental law. Okay. Um, Dan Hedaya, Hedaya. That's the that's the dad. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that he's also the dad in a night at the Roxbury is like, dude, you can't catch a break, bro. <laughs> All your kids are fuck ups, man. <laughs> uh, anything else? 
Uh, Brittany Murphy did date Ashton Kutcher in 2002, but very briefly for less than a year because then she was engaged. No, she engaged, got got engaged to everyone else basically except him. Because it says like I was gonna say he was with Demi Moore forever. Yeah, yeah. So it said very briefly in like 2002 because then right after she got engaged to some director and then she left him to get engaged to another director. Oh my goodness! I think the I think her the guy she was with at. When she died, was a director probably? Yeah, because he, he later on died. Mom. It was kind of a messed up. Sit, like yeah. the parents tried to, um, like a few years later, tried to say that. I think try to find any other thing scapegoat to blame mm-hmm. her death on. So they said that there was like molds in the build in the house, and then they said that they were poisoned by like something that had like heavy metals in it, and none of that yeah actually no. you know went anywhere. No. Um, pretty they're pretty sure it was just the overdose and he later like she she died in december and the i don't know if he was a boyfriend or a husband but he died like in may oh shit of over of pneumonia again probably overdosing as well so yeah it was a weird situation um so i have i have a few things just about my experience with clueless um so i mentioned the fashion and the slang lingo um you know that kind of that's kind of one of the main pivotal things about clueless um the the phrases as if um totally bugging uh whatever i'm outy um she share goes on to call people baldwins which means like a very handsome guy and it's based off of the baldwin brothers were they actually handsome yeah i mean back then maybe i, were, I only know maybe the back one then. alec baldwin you know stephen baldwin well there's also william baldwin is his brother which is alec and william baldwin apparently were very handsome Alec Baldwin was handsome? I, maybe back then. Yeah, he was skinny. I don't, I don't know. He's, he's the dad in Beetlejuice. Oh, I've never seen Beetlejuice. <laughs> okay, so we'll watch Beetlejuice, we'll watch Clueless, we'll watch Dinner for Schmucks. You're lucky Beetlejuice is technically 80s. But okay, good. I'm an 80s baby. Um, another thing uh, that they say is called a Monet, when they describe someone as a Monet. Mm-hmm. Like it a means, yeah, it means being looking very nice from far away but then being like looking at it close up it's like all messed up um because monet paintings are like you see yeah, the grand that's, that's picture but like close out. up yeah, yeah that's what we call that exactly no. um and Good going far, postal far <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she a butterface no. <laughs> oh my god um so yeah um and so uh, Alicia Silverstone in an interview said that um, instead of portraying Cher as what you think she would be like, um, rich, spoiled, snobby, um, a brat, um, she and she may be like that on the outside. Um, she's actually very smart. Yeah. Um, she she's very good at school. Um, she has she has her head on her shoulders. She's compassionate. She's very happy. She's optimistic. Um, so while I think it definitely had that over the top um making fun of you know high school cliques and things like that and certain um so social statuses um you know it still was about this girl who was very happy very optimistic um and you know definitely what you wouldn't expect like a you what you would think a dumb dumb blonde would be she was like not that at all um underneath it all um in an interview, Alicia says that one of the things that threw her off about the film was the title, because Cher is actually a very intelligent character, and the title is sort of a joke. 
Yeah, she helps with a case. Or she says yeah. something that yeah, that then makes gets her dad win like, a oh, case. Shit, yeah, yeah. What was she just clueless about? Isn't it just about like relationships and shit? Yeah, maybe, yeah. probably. Um, so me, I you know. 20, 1995, I was five, maybe six. Um, so I probably didn't see it when it first came out. Um, so I saw it later on, but I really loved the movie. I saw it, I've watched it so many times, definitely not understanding anything of it. Um, I feel like, you know, even watching clips from last night doing research, I was, I watched a few clips and I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize that's what they meant or something like that. Um, so it was interesting. I, I want to watch it now through like the whole thing just to pick up on those things that I hadn't obviously didn't know about. I hadn't noticed when I was younger. Um, one of the funniest mo- things that sticks with me about the movie Clueless is when I was in elementary school at good old J- Joella C. Good. JCG. Go Eagles. Um, <laughs> I was in the YMCA, like after school daycare. Um, and my counselor, what I don't remember, I don't even remember her name, but me and my friends were talking about <laughs> virgins and what a virgin meant. And none of us really knew. So we asked my counselor. That's fun. And I can only imagine that my counselor went home that day and was like, oh, my God, guess what my girls asked me today. But so we asked that we asked her what a virgin was. And I thought based off of Clueless that a virgin was someone who was saving themselves for marriage. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of right, but not really. Um, so I remember asking her like, oh, isn't this what a virgin was, is? And she like, she was, I think she just was like, no. And she just like (laughs) left the conversation. But so yeah, so that's how I found out what a virgin was, but I had it completely wrong. But, um, so yeah, I got that from Clueless. So that's, (laughs) that's good parenting. (laughs) She, that, that counselor thought it was funny. When she went home to tell whoever she tells about it and then didn't think it was funny the next day when she got fired for, her, yeah, right. yeah. for just walking away from the conversation. No, it was the 90s. Yeah. You get away yeah. It happened today. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would have ran away. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all I have. You know what a virgin is now, right? I do. I, I finally put the pieces together. I think in middle school. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was... Put the pieces together? Yeah. I put it together. I, I've... I, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a very weird memory in like sixth grade sitting in my language arts class and I don't even know why I it just popped into my head and all of a sudden it clicked for me and I was like oh I get it now (laughs) I I get the whole process was after that weird class where you got to see a baby being born that was high school that's high school that was I didn't watch that that was middle school damn you went I had sex at an elementary school no, I went to him. Oh, that shit. was in Richmond. Okay, I remember doing I it in fifth grade. Richmond. I remember sixth grade. So, yeah. Wow. That's clueless. Yeah. That is clueless. <laughs> I don't know how to end it. <laughs> Damn, I forgot. I was, I was thinking of something. It's oh, to fall. Drip on me. Oh, um, yeah, about like the, the ratings and stuff, which is like that, that the, the audience rated this lower than the critics, critics yeah. right? Yeah. So it it is and with with every movie 
it is that you have to like watch these commentaries and like listen to the people talk about their experience to get the majority of it. Cause like you never knew any of that stuff watching it all those tons of times. Yeah. And that's like, that's what normal viewers do. So when critics give a higher rating and the normal reviewers, like normal people who just review shit is lower, like that's, that's why. Cause like you just don't understand just that. Just don't. So you, things just kind of right. It's, go it's over what your head. critics look for. Critics look for the art piece behind the guy who is right. figuring out his sexuality, and it's like leaning in that way. But normally, you're just going to look at that and be like, "All right, this dude's having a conversation on the phone or some shit." Sure. And so, like, that's why that's why I don't like reviews, even though we did a review podcast. Because <laughs> you know, you just don't use them the right way. Like, we don't look for the same shit that critics look for. No. Well, it's so it's like fire, right? Like, it there's. Something could just be engulfed quickly right away and everything burns up. And then there's like a slow burn over time. And that's really like if you want to judge the overall success of a movie, a lot of times people look at like gross and stuff like that. But gross over how long of a period of time. Yeah. You know, like opening weekend, two weeks, couple of years. Because look at a movie like The Boondock Saints. Right. Where initially it's like, oh, okay, whatever, it's an indie movie. It's all right, but it's not the fucking Titanic. But then, like, after a couple of years, it's like, hey, this shit is still doing good. It's still tracking. People still like it. Let's make a sequel now. No, so it's like. Yeah, I even think, like, the the reason, because sometimes you hear there's, like, a sequel. Like, a sequel to this movie. Is is I don't know. It's it's fifty fifty. But like you hear sequels to like I forget what the most recent one was. They wanted to make a sequel to like some classic movie that's perfect as like just being a movie itself. And I think also the reason is that like Clueless probably still sells. The people who bought the VHS of Clueless probably also bought the DVD. Also yeah. bought the Blu-ray when yeah. it came out. Yeah. Also have it on digital. And I'm sure. Even though maybe Clueless 2 or whatever they're going to call this new thing is, isn't going to do as well. The buzz around it is going to reignite the original shit so that Blu-ray sells, uh, sales of the original. Because I don't, yeah, that's like what you're saying. That slow burn is you never see that. You see box office. But it's like, cool. Box office plus, they're going to sell these on DVD. Every time you watch it, like you rent it on demand, they're going to make a piece of that. They're going to re-release it in movie theaters for the five-year and ten-year anniversary. And people are going to be like you who want to see the reboot but then want to see the original first. I got to watch the original first and I'm going to pay $4.99 to rent it on iTunes or whatever. Uh, And then the other thing was this movie, I think you also get... It probably got somewhat less reviews, even though 72, you said? 76. 76 is still damn good. It's passing. Um, and I'm sure there's like it's a average. ton of different, I'm, like I'm sure there are around 50,000 ratings, like people who reviewed it. Yeah, probably. yeah. So that's still pretty good, but I feel like it's in, it's in a weird time. You, you look back at it now, if you're reviewing that movie now, it's like definitely not a very PC movie. If you're reviewing it back then, it's like... 90s culture you've got to hate on it because it's like corny and and you know very like very dawson's creaky yeah Uh, it's like very much white people yeah all the clicks and stuff that's that's what i was thinking with all the clicks and like all the issues and stuff like that we were watching lizzie's re-watching dawson's creek not Not re-watching i've never seen it watching dawson's creek and katie holmes at one point in the last episode we watched she's like they're having this intimate weird conversation she's like you know i'm just you're you're so-and-so and you have this perfect life and all this and i'm just what's her name in there Joey. And I'm just Joey. I'm from the bad side of the creek. <laughs> it's like, bitch. I'm from the other side of the I'm creek. I'm from the other side. Of, but she implied it to be like, oh, I'm from the, the, 
not so good side of the creek. He's like, bitch, you're on the fucking Dawson's Creek. <laughs> What's the bad side of the creek look yeah. like? So these '90s movies, like like Clueless, it's like, yeah, which is why the comedies work. But when when, when you look at it, it's like drama. It's there's there's no drama. There there can't be drama. Whatever your white person drama is in the '90s, it's like it's not there. Yeah, except like for the that's... two black people dating each other. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was a. I almost viewed it like shares the antagonist, like what she's doing to Brittany Murphy's character. It's like you're trying to turn Brittany Murphy into you. However, Brittany Murphy is so clearly happy being herself. <laughs> and that's what you learn at the end of the movie. Yeah. She doesn't want Brittany Murphy to end up with Travis. She wants Brittany Murphy to end up with that other guy. Elton, yeah. Yeah. But it's like throughout the whole movie, at least even as a fucking 10-year-old, I'm like, dude, she's better off with this guy. Like, look, they have fun together. They joke around. Like, why are you mm. trying to turn her into something else and oh. go be over here? Like, that type of shit. She's clueless. And I think she realizes that at the end. Does she? Yeah, because she says, like, uh, like Brittany Murphy says something about, um, like, oh, I, I have all of Travis's stuff or something. And she was like, you need to go talk to Travis or something like that. Um, but... And I, I think she's accepting of her at the end because, I don't know. That's, that's also a theme, isn't it? With like the changing of, of people? Yeah. Like, isn't that a... Very 90s. I mean, Bring It On is 2000s, right? Bring It On is changing yeah. people? Right. Wasn't that the same situation, right? You have the popular yeah. main chick and then you have the black haired chick who comes in. Yeah. And they try from, to change her from, a little bit. From the other side like, of the I'm creek. Not, yeah, from the other side of <laughs> that creek. Yeah. <laughs> that other white creek. Uh, yeah, it was 2000. And it was 2000. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy watching that movie. I mean, I'm not going to turn it. No. Um, Clueless. Clueless. I'm not going to put it on myself. I'm not going to be. It's been a while since I watched Clueless, but you forced me that one time and I appreciate it. I don't even it. remember doing yeah. that. And then you catch it on TV. It's It's good. I guess we have to watch it. Just so nope. joking, yeah. fucking Joe. What a uh, after this conversation, does <laughs> oh, yeah. it lean you a little bit closer to maybe watching it, a further away from watching it? This sounds like the epitome of everything I hated my whole <laughs> childhood. It's, it's not as bad as you think. No, no, it like is. I know your style. I know what you don't like with certain movies, and you'll watch the movie. You'll be like, okay, it wasn't like what you were expecting. Yeah, just don't don't no. sit there and watch it, like. As the only thing you're doing, <laughs> be on your phone. <laughs> but with it also it in the is like I think it's a, I think, like yeah, they they talk about yeah, it's about you know, '90s student cliques or whatever. But I think it's making fun of itself, so you can't take it yeah. seriously. You said when it was like it. Uh, what's it's the a word? Rom com. Yeah, it's a parody. And and yes, yeah, the '90s, the '90s high school teen drama yeah, is awful. like a parody of yeah. 50s teen drama basically <laughs> yeah it's just maybe. more brightly colored <laughs> yeah. yeah no uh not metaphorically no like no, literally that's... the colors are just brighter i just shortly after that was um not i know what you did last summer but i still know what you did last summer <laughs> oh, yeah. so i was just like okay what's what's the formula here like white female main character mm -hmm. you gotta have an edgy black best friend brandy right yeah. but like, yeah. this is what started it this is where i first saw all that so i'm like oh. mm -hmm. yeah yeah i guess that makes you socially accepted by all colors and races because 
Look, she's not racist. Her best friend is black. It's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure that's... that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's the yeah. token black girl in Beverly Hills. But then you also have, you know, the heartthrob, who's like Elton. You have like the stoner kid. Um, you have the Thai, who I guess would have been the outcast. Um, so you like all, all have all of those cliches. You can cut that out. What was that? My phone. Oh, no. Yeah. Do 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 any of those are those the same clicks as like Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club is yeah. the outcast guy. The out no, the outcast is the girl. The outcast is the girl. The Which guy girl? is the rebel. The guy in the all black stuff. Yeah, he's the rebel. Okay, I feel like rebel he's and outcast an might be crossing over. He's the he's the person from the other side of the creek. He's he's from the other side. The of girl the is like the, the weird. The, girl. the girl is the like weird. Yeah, the she's like the outcast weird. Yeah, he, nobody. He doesn't. That guy doesn't hang out with anybody. No, I guess. I guess you would consider himself. that like golf. Yeah, maybe. The girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. girls. And then goth. you have you have the the jock Emilio Estevez, right. and the then nerd. you have the pretty girl. Yeah. Molly Ringwald. Yeah, like those are the and the nerd. That, yeah, Bug Hall. Yeah, it's always jock. Anthony Hall. Pretty people. Yeah. The regular people. And then nerds. Good times. I don't like nineties movies. <laughs> Why? All right. All because when movies? when Ruby went through that phase of watching like the water all those from movies, the conversation from this drink is about to. F- <laughs> it's it's made its way down. That means it's been going on a while. Who's Ruby? Um, Rudy. Girl, nope. No. The girl in Minnesota that I nannied for. Why? We Why? We have towels right there. Oh my god. We yeah, bought them all for that reason. Yeah, Lizzie, what Lizzie, the fuck? Please throw that one away after. It's just water. It'll dry. It'll dry. Yeah, no. I, she went through a stage where she watched all those fucking movies and I sat there hating myself in my life. Yeah. They're awful. The craft is the only one which plays the same exact things that you guys were saying. Like, oh, look at the new girl. We're gonna bring her into our clique, but it's fucking it's witchcraft witches. and gothic, and <laughs> that would be the only way I could watch that. And it was not a romantic anything. Um, I was gonna ask the director. What else has she done? Nothing. Let's see. Have you ever seen Can't Hardly Wait? No. I don't. Did think she do so. Can't Hardly know. Wait? No, I don't. Yeah. Does she? What's just throwing shit What is that one about? Can't let you wait. It's another. Jennifer Love Hewitt, baby. Oh. Yeah. It, the basically, They're like at a party. It's a guy that he wants to give her a letter saying, it's very weird. Yeah. Now, nowadays, when you first saw it, or when I first saw it, I was just like, okay, like I get it. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it. oh. it's like, oh, this is cringy. He wants, to give, he wants to give her a letter basically saying, I've loved you for the past four years. Mm-hmm. Oh, even though we've never yeah. spoken, you don't mm-hmm. even know who the fuck I am, but here's this letter. <laughs> okay, so she's done a lot. Mm-hmm. She directed Fast Times at Richmond mm-hmm. High. That Ridge makes Mont- sense. Richmond mm-hmm. High, yeah. Um, National Wishy. Lampoon's mm-hmm. European Vacation and Look Who's Talking. Which all makes sense. <laughs> Look Who's Talking? Yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't that, is that a holiday? Uh, well, uh, wow. I don't think that's a holiday movie. That's not a holiday movie? <laughs> Look Who's Talking it's just now is a holiday movie. Oh, okay. It's a Christmas. And it's a list. That's where the dogs are talking. Yeah. The dog and the cat. And the baby. Like, they have the baby. No. It's just the dog. Oh. And look who's talking now. Oh. Well, in the first look who's talking, it's the one baby. Right. Voiced by Bruce Willis. I thought there was another baby. And look who's talking to. It's the the boy and then his little sister. Oh, okay. And then now. And then look who's talking now. The kids are older. They're no longer 
being voiced over, and it's the dog. Got it. The dog and the cat, I think, or some shit. Boy, that went on a little bit too long, didn't it? Right. (laughs) Three fucking movies out of that. It's too much uh, John Travolta on screen. Yeah, there is such thing as a little little too much. All right, where the fuck did it go? If you had to pick. And Night at the Roxbury keeps popping up, but I can't (laughs) see anything that says that she actually... Shall I have her list if you want? Oh, what do you got? What she's done? Yeah, everything. Okay. Getting it over with. Nope. Uh, Johnny Dangerously. Nope. Uh, Wait, Johnny... No. Johnny Dangerously. I don't know. You're thinking Johnny English. No, he's not. Johnny Keanu Reeves. <laughs> what is that one called? Oh, she did. She produced A Night at the Roxbury. She okay. produced it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Johnny Fast Mnemonic? Times. Oh, Johnny, she directed, Johnny Wick. Yeah. <laughs> she directed the episode of The Office, uh, Hot Girl. Is that the, uh, she directed the fucking, uh, the episode from The Office, The Hot Hot Girl. Is that oh, really? the yeah. purse episode? Yeah. She yeah. directed that. I think so. With the, Amy Adams? Yeah. Is it? I think is it? it is. I don't know. Click oh, it. Let's click on it. Um, Season one? Yeah. Yeah. In this episode, Michael allows an attractive salesperson to sell okay. her purses in the office. Yeah. She directed that episode. I was thinking of uh, Hillary Swank. Like, is she hot or not? Oh. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, that's a rough episode. <laughs> yeah, that is a rough episode. <laughs> Another thing that I forgot to mention, the soundtrack of Clueless was Awesome. Here we go. And I had that soundtrack and I listened to it all the time. And whenever I hear those songs now, like it's it Wow. Ninety seven <laughs> It reminds me of Clueless, so what are the movies you got, Joe? Oh shit. Oh, oh I think where a was bunch I? of random stuff. Life on the flip side, look who's talking, look who's talking to, baby talk, look who's talking now, clueless, clueless, night the rock Molly, loser. I could she, never be your woman. Vamps. She did loser? She directed loser? Uh, she director, writer, producer. Oh shit! Loser was really good. Jason Biggs. Um, she did an episode on Gossip Girl. Eh. Uh, something an episode on Red Oaks or all of Red Oaks. I never saw it. And then 2020, she's doing something for royalties, which is also a TV show. Okay. So if you had to pick at all these uh, high school rom coms throughout, not just 90s, like what would you say is one that you're willing to watch twice. Nineties <laughs> rom I would have to see a list. None. I can't name you any. You can't off think the top any of off the top of, of your head? Nineties rom coms. Nineties? No. Oh. All time. All time. Uh, yeah. uh definitely all clueless, rom-com. definitely ten things I hate about you and Breakfast Club. I'm with you on Ten Things I Hate About You. That one's so fucking good. Yeah, Ten Things I Hate About You is good. Um I also really like Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Just because I like the the sleazy like smart ass kind of yeah. guy gets yeah. away with shit yeah um, he would <laughs> Jesus um, hang on I'm gonna try to find you a list right now I'm gonna say none for me because I don't like romantic movies nor do I like comedies you absolutely love uh, Fifty First Dates oh yeah everything okay. fucking That's my Adam favorite. Sandler and Drew Barrymore no. do is a fucking Drew. rom-com Drew I love Drew okay I love her name a movie she's done the one you just said. Okay. Rom-com. Rom-com. Next. I don't remember the rest. Okay, oh. so those are the only ones I like then. Fine. You love Drew, but you can only name one movie? Yeah, because I can't name Johnny Depp movies, and we know how oh. this goes. We've already talked about these things, David. All right. Why do you keep bringing them I up? I love him. Oh, Drew Barrymore? Yeah, I loved her in Scream. <laughs> All fucking 30 seconds. She was Oh, my God. Shit. She was great. She no. was in it for a lot <laughs> was, longer. Uh, Dude, Carmen Electra's performance in Scary Movie was better than Drew Barrymore's in Scream. All right, that's probably the only one. Thanks for bringing that up. 
She was the little girl in E.T. Mm. 13 going on 30 is a rom-com. Yes. All right. That was all right. Hello. No, it there wasn't. It, it was about women. Look, it's a. Ro- she ends up oh, with yeah. the guy oh. that was her friend. I guess there's, a teen rom com though. Yeah, there's like there's many different subcategories I to said, it. I said a high school rom com. High school oh, rom com. Uh, so, <laughs> oh no, that wasn't a high school. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what name name some. Like what are what are some? More, Ferris Bueller's Breakfast eh, Club. Eh, uh, eh. Ten things I hate about you. Eh. Ferris Bueller a rom com? I don't think so either. It's just a comedy. It's yeah, like, that's like that's, uh, the sub. Like the coming of age subcategory. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, the only other it. movie I think is really funny was that the this one. Superstar? Yeah. Superstar. Is that a rock? <laughs> I think I that's hilarious. That, that is comedy okay. as fuck. Well, that's that's what I mean. I, I can't think of anything. Superstar. <laughs> that's the best. And I hate those kind of movies. And that one, I don't know why, is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Clueless might be here. I have top a better list. list. Can't buy me love. Nope. Just friends. Sure. Nick and Nora. Oh, is Nick that, and Nora. Is that a high school? Um, that's not high school. It's not a high. She's school. just looking up rom coms. Yeah. But that's fine. No, we can, oh, yeah. I tried putting high rom-coms. school, but it's not giving. Me sure. Okay. All of them. See, I mix rom coms with chick flicks sometimes because. Oh, in, in, they in put Easy A up movies. here. Easy A is a rom com. Damn. Okay, that's my favorite. And Fifty First Dates. Uh, but again, just for the girls, I love her. Ugh. I don't know. There's a lot of cringy moments about that movie, too. Which one? Easy A. Easy A. Oh, my God. It's such a great movie. Yeah, because it's like, what the the curveball for me is, I'm like, is it like, this male teacher, you're getting way too close to your fucking female underage student. Okay, and then it turns the out that... <laughs> The female teacher is the one sleeping with the with the underage male student. Like fuck this shit. This movie's weird. Some coming of age rom coms are Thirteen Going on Thirty, The Girl Next Door. Okay. Um, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff. <clears throat> okay. Ten Things I Hate About You. Can't hardly wait to all the boys that I've loved. Mm-hmm. Never been kissed. Never been mm-hmm. kissed was good. Yeah. See, I can't. I can't put Clueless. And Scott Pilgrim saves the world into the same like. I bucket. can't either. Exactly. That's what I mean. It doesn't make sense. And I in my get head. that they both are right because he's fallen for this girl, and mm-hmm. he's wait. They're not in high school, are they? I mean, coming of yeah. age doesn't have to be high school, but no, they're in high school. It's sort of. Oh, actually, they might be in college. Scott yeah, is cringy as fuck too. The Asian chick is like twelve. No, she's not. Yeah, she's young. Yeah, she's they're they're like twenty, supposed to be like twenty four, twenty five. She's she's still in school. She's still in school. Yeah. yeah. I Maybe think it's college, though. But it's like no, she's in high school. Yeah, she says yeah. it like my underage girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's not one that's trying to teach you anything about life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just is. Just go around and up all your eat, crazy ex-boyfriends. Girlfriends, crazy Teaches you a lot exes. about life. <laughs> hey, crazy exes, ma'am. Yeah, I know. Weren't all boys. Yikes. Except oh, for yeah, that manly true. man, Chris Evans. That's true. What a guy. What? Chris and Evans was one of the is the ex boyfriends. Oh, right, and it's the right, evil right. exes. Yeah, that's the evil exes, yeah. So that will do it. That will do it. That will do it. What an amazing episode! That'll do donkey. <laughs> That'll amazing do. episode on Clueless, the nineteen ninety five hit, small time hit, but then grew out and now a cult classic. Sure, yep. I'll give it that. Yeah, coming of age. Yeah, rom com. Exactly. Quote, Nailed unquote, it on the head. Chick flick right. and smaller italicized writing. Uh, sure. Sure. Okay. Awesome. Uh, if you enjoyed that, 
continue to support the show by continuing listening to us or becoming a Patreon patron on patreon.com slash we the 90s and get some you don't get anything you, no. you as of right now all you can do is like suggest a topic and we'll fucking do it uh so do that so suggest your own topic by becoming a, a patron for as little as one dollar and then also leave us some reviews on apple Podcasts and all the other places and then find us on social media and all the places uh and then email us we the 90s dot podcast at gmail.com <laughs> did i have to say the social media ones no <laughs> all the places instagram we underscore the 90s twitter we underscore 90s and then on facebook at we comma the 90s uh i always say that one as a question because i don't know if that's actually it thanks again for listening and we will see you on our next episode presented by joe joe yes <laughs> oh, i thought you were gonna say bye lizzie right. say say bye to so that we can sign off bye Bye bye. Everybody say bye bye. Bye bye. (laughs) As it. Peace out.